go. Warning. Big honking mommy booby milk booby titty boob milk. Big bazonga monster truck vroom vroom titty podcast. Vroom vroom shit fuck. Enjoy. So no head. podcast my name is casey campbell i am tj vegas and with us today is our brother our great friends the ace (laughs) nick white nick maglio whatever you want to go for tonight welcome aboard bro what's up y'all man damn it's about time you're on this goddamn podcast yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like TJ's been on mine like four times already, Casey's been on mine. I find a way to get on yours. I think last night was the first night you weren't mentioned. Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> you were working it though, bro. That might have been purposefully. They are opponents, after all. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like, oh, he's so good, and then next time be like, you ain't shit in promo. <laughs> Oh, man, good times. So today we have a couple cool things that we're doing. Um, Just give you guys a little rundown. First, I'm going to be, we're going to be going through the the questions that we got. I picked out some of the best questions that we'll all be able to answer. Um, Yes. Then from there, we are going to be doing, um, talking about AEW All Out. Because our last episode of the podcast that I didn't get to make it on, um, the pod the podcast was the day before all out so we have a lot of catching up to do and kind of a run through to do um we're going to talk about the whole concussion angle we're going to talk about the Seidel debut and what they're doing with that now beautiful we're even doing we're even doing a uh fantasy booking for misused wwe talent and I'm building a bracket live on the on the air um, for a really cool mismatched tag team tournament that me and Bill came up with. Yeah, sounds like a stacked show, honestly. Uh, so we're going to start off with the questions, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, our Let's first question, our first question today comes from uh, Jack. Uh says top five wrestlers you would want to see do the hot ones challenge and how you think they would do uh tj do you want to go first oh there you are (laughs) nick did you you i got it sorry yeah like i don't know like all of a sudden i couldn't hear you guys anymore so Uh oh i'll do it on my phone okay okay Uh, okay so the question is uh we want to just repeat it uh, top five wrestlers you would want to see do the Hot Ones Challenge, and how you think they would do. 
Biggie. Oh, of course. Number one. Uh, Biggie would I feel like he'd do Biggie good. would fucking smoke it. Of course. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like that man has no faults whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, it's dead. Hot ones be nothing for Biggie. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Jim Cornette. Uh, <laughs> for the complete opposite reason. Because he's a complete fucking putt, but I'd like to watch him suffer. Exactly, 100%. Tap out the second one. Yeah, he'd be done. Uh, it'd be over. Let's see. Ooh, God, you guys are fucking rough. Like, you're just kicking my ass starting out, aren't we? Hey, it happens. <laughs> we don't know um, how to answer these questions most of the time anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Paige. Because, you know, she's used to having mess all over her face anyway, so I think her getting saucy would be nothing new. Casey, we went so long without a page reference. <laughs> and that's our fr- here, boys. The f- we did, like, the second episode of the podcast. We did a page reference. The third episode, the fourth episode, the fifth episode... And then we skipped a couple weeks, and we did, like, two more weeks, and then it's been, like, like a year since we had a page reference, and now we got one. It's been amazing. Casey just went to the board and raced our um, days without incident. <laughs> we were doing so well. We were doing so well. Oh. God, I gotta put um, two more. Uh, shit. Uh, let's see. Who else? I would, hmm, it's a tough question, honestly. I've got a few, I'm trying to think of mine real quick, because yeah. I'm, I should. Jack, well, let's do top three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. top three, top three works. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of mine I'd like to see is Dr. Luther. Ooh. You Ooh, know, that would be so interesting. From Deathmatch legend, Dr. Luther. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him like I feel like he'd make it like halfway through, but you'll just hear those screeching yelps that he does, and that would just be hilarious. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. Um. A uh, person I think would do really good, and I'm not profiling by any means, but um, Andrade. Oh, Andrade! That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do and, that uh, simply just to hear him talk. Like, just for like wholesome content, I would like to see like hill. Just for wholesome content, I would like to see like hillbilly Jim. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. Warms the heart. Warms the heart. I feel like he it would. He would, would make it to the end, but he'd try really hard. He, oh, it would exactly. be like the longest episode ever, though, if, if his Hall of Fame speech is anything to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. He would make it like close to the end, but he would try really hard not to lose his cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, uh, my three, I would start off with uh, Xavier Woods. Um, just because okay. he does internet shit all the time. And I like when Xavier Woods tells stories. So that would be fantastic to watch and listen to. Um, number two, Jim Cornette for the same reasons as Nick. Simply oh. because I want to watch the man fucking <laughs> suffer. And uh, number three... Uh, I don't know if he's already done it. He might have already done it, but like uh, Jericho. Jericho's already done it, right? Yeah. Jericho has done it. Yep. Jericho has, Jericho's already done Jericho it. Jericho has done it. Okay, I remember seeing I didn't just dream that. Okay. 
yeah <laughs> so those are my three um i feel like yeah no i would wa i would watch the and i feel like cornet would probably last the longest because he's down there in the south yeah, Cornette eats like a fucking pig. Yep. So, yeah, as much as I would want him to tap out, I, yeah, you're probably right. He would probably kill it, unfortunately. I think he has a loophole, though. Like, he's not actually going to do it. He's just going to sit there and watch his wife eat the wings. He'll make the midnight extra. <laughs> okay, you went for the joke. You went for the cock joke. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll, right. he'll just... He'll tell somebody they'll get a contract if they'll eat the wings for him. <laughs> uh, what's the next one, Casey? Uh, the next one is, which musician from the 60s to the 80s would you want to have a beer with and talk about strange life stories? You can only pick one. Yeah, if you know me, you know that my answer is Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, the man in black? That's uh. TJ's solid answer. That is a very solid answer. That is my second choice. I, I feel like we've been friends too long, Mr. Vegas. As the immediate answer that jumped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, but I'll tell you this, though. Uh, Waylon Jennings would be fucking slick as fuck. Oh, too, right? yes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he'd prefer whiskey, though. Hey, man. If we're doing shots, we're doing shots. I don't care, bro. That's Make awesome. Right. That would be dope as fuck. Um, I have to pick Freddie Mercury, but he beats out Johnny Cash and Tom Waits by a very, very slim margin. <laughs> I would just want to... I would fucking sip fucking brandy with Freddie Mercury all goddamn day. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty interesting. I think I'd get punched being like, hey, Johnny Cash, do you want a sip of a Trulies? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to I, see that. You guys that. ever hear of Mike, Mike's Hard Lemonade? You guys really try this shit. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, you want some not your father's root beer? And Johnny Cash is like, this is my father's root beer. Yeah, literally, this is the shit he made the back. <laughs> All right. The next question. Who will finally win a match first, Peter Avalon or Brandon Cutler? Tell him who said it. Uh, Luke Alexander. Ah, that fucker. That son <laughs> of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Um, I, I, I'm going to take this one because I, I have a gut feeling that uh, the answer is going to be Peter Avalon when he finally joins the Dark Order. Ooh. It's that's just okay, that, fantastic. My That's my answer oh. too. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" Tired of being the Bucks friend. I have. Uh, oh yeah. Yep. 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 Thank you, Nick, for answering my question. You're welcome. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, and the next question, also from Luke, is uh, what will be the first big metal tour when live music comes back to the U.S. I mean, I'm hoping it's Rammstein because I still have my tickets. So <laughs> I could see that happening. I could definitely I mean, see that happening. But they've rescheduled all the dates, so hopefully. But uh, you know, God, who fucking knows with this COVID shit? 
Yeah. I, when it ends, it ends. Uh, I have a feeling yeah. right after the election. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, depending on who you asked, Trapped already played a show. All right, I'm, I want to tell. Can I tell a trap story? You guys want to hear a really funny trap story? Sure. Yeah. yeah let's go. We shit on trap all the time. Up, I have to tell so my boss recently sold his house, right? And uh, he messages me, and he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna tell you the name of the guy that's buying my house. But you gotta go look him up on Facebook." He's like, "All right, bet." So I don't remember the cat's name, whatever. But I go look him up, and you know where it has the little job description right below their names. Mm-hmm. It just says drummer at trapped. That's <laughs> that's great. Now, at first it was like funny, like we were like, "Oh my god, he's the drummer for trapped." No, this guy is the biggest fucking tool on the planet, and I have heard nothing but fucking horror stories. And now my boss hates trapped <laughs> like more than he did before. That's he's like, if the... I ever hear headstrong again, I'm just breaking the fucking radio. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I love when we invite new people on the podcast and they give me new reasons to hate Trapped. <laughs> like you needed any more reasons. Never had, never had less reasons. Dude, it was, you know what though? I think anyone who was around an independent wrestling show in the early 2000s had every reason we ever needed to hate Trapped. Oh yeah. Because you would literally hear Headstrong every night of the week. <laughs> We literally had two guys get in a fight in a locker room one night over who was going to use Headstrong. I was like, okay, we're fucking done with this this song. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) Just like Last Resort. Oh, my God. Last Resort, Down with the Sickness. um, Just any early 2000s new metal song, really. Bodies hit the floor, of course. Yeah, no, no more, um, no more new metal. We're done. The Limp Bizkit already exists. You don't need to make more. <laughs> yeah, just give, give, give me all the Limp Bizkit. Yes, exactly, exactly. Not, not like literally. <laughs> not literally. No. I mean, maybe. maybe. There you go. Um, my my pick, my pick for the metal thing is um. There was supposed to be a uh, tour going on in Europe, and they were going to try to do it in the States, but the whole thing got shut down. And it's funny, because it's cattle decapitation, gloom, and internal bleeding. It was called the Euro Pandemic Tour. Of course it was. And this was booked and announced before the pandemic took place. Because Cattle Decapitation um, put out an album, and it's called "We um, The World Needs a New Plague" or something like that. So it's and, then, and then everyone's like, "You fucking predicted this," and they went on tour for this, and everything got shut down. So now it's rebooked to 2021. Fantastic timing on their part, honestly. Yeah, like <laughs> one, one of the best albums I've purchased recently. So I want that to be live. I still need to listen to it. I've fallen so behind on my, like, heavy music. I'll just give you a list. Yes. Write it down. Give me a list. (laughs) I've been so far behind on all of that. I don't even really listen to heavy shit anymore. Like, it's kind of weird. It's been a a weird year for me. I've Ah. been listening to folk, country, and gangster rap. It's weird. 
Yeah, it's, it's just been like that. a lot of a lot of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, it's just so so much jelly roll. Just so so much jelly roll. I don't really fuck with a lot of a lot of hip hop. I I like Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is fucking good. Like yes, and really that nice new thing. cover is trash. I need to listen to that. But new cover. Fuck that. How about a new question? <laughs> uh, this is the last one, right? Yep, this is the last one. It's from Catherine, and she asks us, which celeb slash popular personality would you least likely have a one-night stand with, and what are the top five <laughs> STDs you'd rather have than uh, sleeping with that person? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh! So we're are we just throwing ugly people out there, or just people we don't like? People you don't like. We we try to be uh, all inclusive on this podcast. Yeah. If it happens to be both, then so be it. If it ha- if they also happen to be ugly, it's not the ugly thing. It's more their personality. I Except don't. For- Separate Sloth from the Goonies. He's an ugly motherfucker and he can die in hell. But I have personal reasons for that. Fair point. <laughs> I know, it's a rough uh, question. Uh, Damn you, Catherine. Damn it, Catherine. It's my first episode. You could have just lobbed me a softball. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Jesus. Another one that somebody asked us, but I was just like, this is too awkward of a question for the podcast. It was, fuck, Mary kill, the JPF group. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and, and I was like, I'm married to one, I'm currently fucking one, and I don't want to kill anybody. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't kill anybody. No. <laughs> I'd just marry Casey, though, because I feel like you could cook. I can sometimes. I've made some, I've made some things. Tanya and I are the cooks. Tanya and I, Tanya and TJ cook really good food. Yeah, Tanya bakes. I do the actual like. I fuck around uh, yeah. and throw something together that's surprisingly good. There you go. <laughs> okay, so who the who do I do I not want to fuck? Um. Oh damn it! Oh, I have several answers already. I, I can't. Casey, you go first, so I can right. at least Casey, think of it. All right. I don't, um, I don't know how controversial I can get. Too much dead space. I would never, ever, 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 ever want to fuck. Um, I'm gonna say fucking uh, James Woods. I don't know. There's just <laughs> something about him. There's something about him. He seems... He's going to lure you with candy. Yes, 100%. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of a bunch of the old Hollywood guys. I don't know. Everyone always goes on and on about like Frank Sinatra and shit. And I'm just like, why? Why? No, you would not want to fuck Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, I think you should speak for yourself there, my friend. Oh, uh, well, listen. He's a handsome fellow. He is a handsome fella, but you gotta think about it. Like, Put some respect on that name. You overcook yeah. one steak with Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra. 
You overcook one fra- one steak with Frank Sinatra, you are getting a face full of frying pan. <laughs> uh, I'm more selective. <laughs> and I is, think who, who is the chick? Oh, she was in that Jack Nicholson movie. Fuck, what the fuck was her name? Which Jack Nicholson movie? The shot. Oh, 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 Shelley Duvall? No, not Shelley Duvall. I'm probably just completely off. The Shining? Who played the chick that bought Dunder Mifflin? Oh. Kathy Bates. What was it? Kathy Bates. That's what I was thinking. I thought I was wrong. Yes, Kathy Bates. Totally would not give her the penis cream ever. Never going to happen. Yeah, Kathy Bates reminds me of my mom, so I can't do that. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, now to think um, I mean as, I might I might even go with a dude route too because I just have a funny answer for this one do it um, you guys might not know who it is but uh, Andy Roy he rides for uh, Spitfire and he's on Thrasher Mag stuff the yes. dude is crazy he's drugged up and it's like I wouldn't want to fuck him and even if I did I would probably still get all the things that I would rather get You yeah you would probably get all five of the top five STDs yeah so he's got like three teeth yikes i have more teeth than that that's awesome yeah i'm a winner it's something they might be they might be straighter i don't know but he's got three nothing about me is straight (laughs) there it is (laughs) hey that was a good one that was a good one nailed it (laughs) okay so from here Let's just go to uh, AEW a little bit. Just run down our favorite parts of the night because mm-hmm. uh, that took a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I really liked Private Party versus the Dark Order. That was really good. I, I enjoy it. Private Party is my favorite team. I really enjoy what they're doing with Private Party. Um, I've liked them a lot since, like, I saw. I first saw it. You showed me them when uh, when we watched CZW that one time. Yeah. Well, well, those couple hundred times, but like, (laughs) I like what they're doing with them. I hope they get a really big push really, really soon, especially since you know uh, Hangman and Kenny are out of the tag division. They're gonna need solid tag teams that are actually tag teams. That's that's the most stacked fucking tag division yes i have seen in wrestling i'll tell you who else has got a good one i'm off topic real briefly impact's tag division is fucking ridiculous too but yeah they don't get enough respect yeah yeah no i've been hearing great things about impact recently and i haven't i haven't watched in a couple years now actually but like i've been hearing that they're actually coming back up yeah, yeah, as far as match quality, it rivals everything that's on TV right now. It really does. Like, nice. Letting Scott DeMore and, and uh, Cyrus take over the booking has been fucking stellar for them. That sounds great, actually. Um, I did not really care for a lot of these matches. I did like the Battle Royal, but I didn't like the fact that it was so botch-heavy. But the way they salvaged... The whole uh, Matt Seidel thing with being the elite was genius. That was the most disappointing spot I have ever witnessed. Because yes. Matt Seidel comes out and we're in a room 
with all our friends, and TJ just goes, Yes! He's here! It's Matt Seidel! Get ready to witness the best fucking shooting star press in the business! And then he just fucking... Whoop! <laughs> it was the worst thing I have ever seen. I was like, Dude, you're supposed to be the predictions king. You should have saw this. You should have seen this coming. They salvaged it, though. They salvaged it. They said Michael Nakazawa was getting back at management for not putting him in the battle royals, and he came out before the match, and he sprayed that turnbuckle on the ropes down with baby oil and caused him to slip. Yes. Yes. It was, it was just one of those moments where you're watching something, and it's it's... You know, it's like watching a movie and you're just waiting for that one fucking line that you love so much. Mm-hmm. And you just see Sidell go up to the top and you're like, yes, the prettiest fucking shooting star in the world. And he just goes ass over T. Hill in the fucking ring. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. But they, they managed like to save Brave it. all over again. They managed to save it. But yeah. uh, they, they, they had the greatest way to save a botch spot ever immediately followed by the worst way to save a botch spot ever uh with Matt Hardy uh that was scary to watch absolutely horrifying um when yeah. Sammy threw him down he cleared that table and just the it was ridiculous i i cannot i thought they stopped like legitimately like she threw the Aubrey threw the x's up and i was just like all right it's done it's good it's fine and then they kept going and i don't know if they're playing it up if it wasn't really that bad i i honestly couldn't tell as someone who has seen and had his fair share of concussions, Hardy was out. Oh yeah, because it's just there's just certain things you look for. His when his eyes finally did open, there's no nothing behind them. That's not a fucking thing that you can work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just nothing there. And then the other half of it is if you go back and watch it, his jaw clenches up. Oh, and yeah. and it's like he's fucking out like me and my brother watched it um when we got back from the show we worked that night and he looked at me and he goes is that how i look when i get knocked out and i'm like yeah that's exactly how you look oh no because uh, because he's he's a wrestler and he i mean you guys know him but you know the people listen to him but anyway <laughs> hey but drop it drop his social media man plug some oh shit. dude uh yeah at jc crow 21 on uh on twitter jc crow on facebook jc crow yes my the the other brother in filth the, the one who doesn't like going out socially hey, it happens. <laughs> but yeah man he uh he, yeah like the last concussion i got it, or he got I, I saw him and i when i saw matt laying there on the concrete i'm like Yep, there's JC all over again. You know, it was just, oh, yeah. it was gnarly. And then for him to try to get up, and you see his legs aren't even underneath him. It yep. was like, this is a reference you guys might actually get, because no one ever gets this reference, but it was like Mike Levy all over again. Mm. When you see Mike Levy get his fucking brains pounded in at that IWA Mid-South show, and mm-hmm. then he tries to get up, and he just can't do anything, you're like, 
It was like that for me all over again, dude. I so bad. I don't know. I had a I had a hard time watch watching him fucking. He kept like when he kept falling over, like you said, his legs were underneath him. I think that's what sold me on it not being a work more than anything. Is like I saw that. Like you, you saw the eyes, but I saw the legs, and I was just like, no, that's oh. And it kept going for another solid fucking minute, like. Yeah, yeah, because they had to get that fucking finisher spot in, and it was like, I, I've been on so many shows where a guy will get knocked out or he'll get his, you know, get something knocked out of place, and you, they just have to. Well, let me just get to the finish. Let me get my last spot in. And, and, I mean, I guess you know Matt's a veteran, and Tony Khan is not used to being backstage. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. only thing I can think is that Matt looked at him. And said, I can do it, I can do it, let's just hit the finish. And Tony Khan, who's great with money, and I love the vision he has for AEW, he doesn't have the balls that a Vince McMahon does to say, "No, fuck you, we're done. Exactly. We live, it's not, like, that's the, that's the thing I get hair tossed around, I'm not an expert or anything, but like, People, we know so much more about CTE today than we did even 10, 15 years ago. Like, my brother plays sports all the time, and, like, he's had his fair share of concussions, and he reads up on CTE, and I've learned stuff from him. And, like, we know so much more about that shit today to the point where the finish doesn't fucking matter the minute you have a concussion. Like, that's my opinion. Like, okay, um, what are some of your other favorite parts of All Out? So we can wrap it up, sorry. Uh, uh, FTR versus Omega and Page. Yes. I am excited for the cleaner. I'm excited and I, for and the cleaner. I will tell you, uh, my favorite thing was that it was the opposite of Omega and Page versus the Young Bucks. It was not a million spots and a million kickouts. It was an old school fucking tag match. It was so nice. Like, it was like watching the fucking midnights all over. It was, was like, so yes, goddamn Slow it down nice. and work a body part and keep them on your side of the ring. I loved it. I loved it. it. so good, dude. And I loved that it's Kenny turning on Adam and not... Because everybody was saying Paige was going to turn on Kenny. And I'm like... No, no, we need it. It was too predictable. It was just and, yeah. too predictable. Yeah, and, and Adam is so fucking over the baby face right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he gets, I mean, even though it's small crowds, it's only 500 people, it's like a fucking overgrown indie show right now. But yeah. he gets the loudest fucking reactions. Exactly. It's ridiculous. 100%. Like, that's, um, it's... You could turn him heel and you could shock the crowd. But at that point, like, that's what we're expecting. We're expecting that big twist. What American audiences are not expecting is a heel Kenny Omega. And that's what I want to see. Because I feel like Kenny Omega is at his best when he is a heel. But that can be said about, like, 90% of wrestlers ever. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So if you guys are all set, I think we can take it to the first musical break, and it's a special one because uh, Casey's got something to say about it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the first musical break is 
my first single that I just released this past week uh, under my um, hip hop project Soup Kid. Um, it's got a very R&B feel. It's a very special song to me. Um, it's about uh, letting go of your past and shit like that. And uh, how it, you just gotta, even if you have one thing that you're holding on to, it's okay to let that thing go. Uh, it's called Sweatshirt Made of Gold. It's by Soup Kid. Look me up on Facebook um, under Soup Kid. I also have a YouTube. And it's on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and iTunes now. And we're shooting Get a it, video. girl. We're shooting a video for it tomorrow. So that should be fun. Tomorrow, that's gonna be dope as fuck. Uh, but right now, T 
TJ has a very, very special tournament that we're going to be putting up on our JPF Wrestling uh, Facebook group. If you're in there, uh, you can vote on this tournament that TJ is about to describe to you. Okay, so the last week or so, we've been trying to think of how to come back into the whole tournament thing. And um, we had the idea of doing a weird mashup tournament. Um, we're making tag teams. But the tag teams will be comprised of legends and workers who are currently still in the business, not legend status. Ooh. Okay. People who have never teamed before. Alright. Let's fuck around. And um yeah, so we got we got a couple names. I feel like I have enough teams put in there, but if it comes down to us not having enough, um I can always make extra video uh, tomorrow, and I'll put it in the group so everybody has some incentive to check out the group, I guess. Exactly. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. Okay, who's the first name? Bring it up. Bruiser Brody. Bruiser okay, Brody. So the first, yes. first name, Bruiser Brody. Yes. Alright, well, we already have a winner. Okay. It doesn't even matter who the <laughs> partner is. Yeah, it's done. Okay, um, it's over. Who... Who is his partner? His tag team partner is MJF. Bruiser <laughs> Brody and MJF? Holy shit! Bruiser Brody and MJF. Oh, fuck. Oh, my yes. God. That is a so, Depending on how see. the other ones go, this might be the winner. That might be yeah. the winner. Honestly, that's, that's my pick. team I never knew I wanted. Okay, uh, so first team, that's... Okay, one team. So the next team will be the first match, I guess. Yeah. All right. So who's the next person, Tanya? Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who's he? Who's he pairing well, with? Jack Evans. All right. Wait. All right. Wait a fucking second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bob Backlund and Jack Evans as a team facing MJF and Bruiser Brody. My brain just fucking imploded. This is rigged. <laughs> Nick's brain just imploded. This is this isn't random. <laughs> what the fuck? This isn't random at all. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I can just see okay. Backlund trying to use all these big words, and Jack's just like, "I'm just gonna go smoke a bowl." <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. so uh, third team. We got Iron Sheik. Okay, Ooh. Iron Sheik. All right. Okay, who's he? Who's he pairing with? Someone good, come on. Dan Moff. Ooh. Mm. Iron Sheik and Dan Moff. Oh. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh. Okay. I like it. I like it. Ugh. All right, they're gonna be versing. Who's the first one? Goldberg. Goldberg. And Matt Taven. <laughs> Goldberg and Matt Taven. What is happening? Huh? What is this? The wrestling gods have bl blessed us today. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay. This is um, like some shit I would do on Fire Pro just for shits and games. Yes. Um. So. This sounds like was, WWE was, Universe uh, going off again. Okay, so we got two matches down. Um. Who is the next person? Next tag team is. Sting. Sting. Sting and who is Sting pairing with? 
Orange Cassidy. Sting and Orange Cassidy? <laughs> Hell oh yes! My God. Well, the finals are fucking set, guys. Let's just fast forward. <laughs> the finals are set, Nick says. Uh, okay. Beautiful. Next person. Beautiful happenstance. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Okay, alright. He is with Eddie Edwards. Terry Funk and oh. Eddie Edwards. I would actually love to see that, that in real life. That could actually work. That would be good. I, think, I would love I to think, see that in real life. I think Terry Funk in his prime and Eddie Edwards would be a legitimately badass fucking tag team. <laughs> yes, 100%. I could see that working in like late 90s ECW. Honestly. Yes. Okay. Um, the next team... One man gang. One man gang. One man gang. <laughs> Matt Tremont. With Matt Tremont. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> that that's legitimate. Dude, one man gang in the fucking eighties would bleed with anybody. Now so. We have... Fuck it. Let's blade. <laughs> <laughs> um. And next team. I only have two names left. Oh, only two names left. We've got Ricky Martin. No, sorry, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. I was just in the ring with him two weeks ago. Owner of the school, Morton. And who is his partner? And Adam Cole. That's a fucking dream. That's a team. That's That's a team. Man. Okay, so it seems like we have four matches, so in order for me not to have this be gone in, like, fucking three days, I'm going to have to come up with a couple more people. I'll scrounge through whatever other names Bill sent me. I'll come up with a couple more, and tomorrow I will make a video with the other four teams. Maybe I'll mix them up. Maybe I'll just keep it in the same order, but some of these matches look fucking dope, and I'm excited. Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, I can't express to you how happy I am with some of those pairings. <laughs> Brody and fucking MJF, y'all. Bro. I just don't even know what to do with my life right now. The first two, ma- the first two pairings were asinine. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. Okay. I feel so God on this reason, podcast tonight. Uh, second reason why um, we made a theme for today is because Nick had this little thing he was doing for a while where he would fantasy book. Yes. You want to kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah, man. So I, it was uh, very uh, Adam Pacini-esque. Not even a lie. Of course. To the point that I would have to go, like, before I would post a video, I'd have to go watch an Adam Pacini video to make sure he did, he hadn't already done it. But uh, basically, yeah, man, I had a YouTube show for about two months where I would... Uh, rebook angles from the past uh we did uh rebooking the nexus invasion uh where they don't get fucking murdered by john cena nice uh, yeah, that was bullshit. yeah that was that was my favorite by a long shot uh i did uh rebooking drew mcintyre's first run in wwe Oof. yes and uh re- and then uh i actually pre-booked how i would book matt hardy in uh AEW before he showed up Nice. Uh, where he was both the leader and the mortal enemy of the Dark Order. At the same time. Ah, because, yeah, he, he yes. split personalities. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, I was wondering, I was like, unless it's the broken hole of multiple personalities thing, there's yeah. no way this fucking works. 
Yes, yes. Uh, the, the the broken hapless, the leader, and then the baby face uh, hanging out with the young bucks half was like, I, I'm going to fight you. But his other brain wouldn't let him do it. It was weird. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. So the fantasy booking that we are doing today, um, there's many names that came into the WWE and we thought that they were going to make a big splash. We thought it was going to be super effective. It's going to be a great time. And then it, they just ended shit in the bed with them. Or it even happens. if that they weren't used to their fullest potential, and we know that they could have done better. So Casey and I have both came up with a couple names. Mm-hmm. I know you have a couple ideas for what you want to do and how you want to rebook some stuff. So let's get going. Uh, I'm going to go with one of mine. Um, just because... Shining Wizards kind of re-reminded me of how this all went down, and they brought up Sin Bodhi's Kizarni character. Yes, I remember that. Um, oh, I think if they took, I think if they kind of did what TNA did before TNA did it, and they kind of built something around him similar to the Menagerie. Ooh. So yes. it's like the circus thing. I feel like have him go a couple weeks of like proving himself and showing what he can do have a good feud with somebody and need backup bring in the rest of his carnival family i think you could do something like um have a luchador be like the tightrope walker you can have like a strong woman like alpha female hop in there i like that i like that a lot um and maybe the ringleader could be somebody like kevin sullivan yo okay kevin sullivan Kevin Sullivan in a carnival themed stable with Sin Bodhi. Like because yeah. Sin Bodhi can cut a promo, but if in this Kazarni character, it's gonna be too hard for him, for anybody to decipher it really unless they know like the whole Carney thing. So you'd have I, I know Carney. Um, you'd have the the first three people being more the silent people unless they're being their character. And then you'd have Kevin Sullivan there to take like normal managerial bumps and maybe interject himself occasionally, but then you'd have him doing all the promos and kind of building this stable up. Honestly, That'd be a good way for Kazarni to get over. Maybe he gets like a mid card title or something. Just something better than what he got. Yeah, I mean, like you you hooked me with like I was interested in the carnival gimmick, but then you hooked me with bringing Kevin Sullivan in. I think that would have been way yeah. better than what we got. One hundred percent. If you want, if any one of you want to go next, I'll wait for later for my other ones. Okay, so I uh, I'm gonna start off with Dolph Ziggler, uh, the first run he had, um, when he was doing the whole "Hi, my name is Dolph Ziggler" thing, like introducing himself to people. Um, Should have been Slim Shady. <laughs> Should have been Slim Shady. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to keep that aspect of his character um, all the way up until he wins a mid-card title. Um, Then, at which point... uh, Oh, yeah, very important to note. um, When he's doing the whole introducing himself gimmick, he's a face and not a heel. So, um, and he does this whole gimmick, and that's all he does until he wins the mid-card title. He wins the mid-card title. First defense, he cheats. Gets himself disqualified. Grabs the microphone. Cuts this big, long promo about how he is better than everybody else. 
all this, that, and the other thing, you know, a, a classic <laughs> heel promo. And then he just ends it by going, because I've been telling you this whole time, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. And then he continues to do shit like that and uh, just be this nasty work. heel until he wins Money in the Bank. He wins the world title and he keeps it instead of what they did. <laughs> <laughs> so well, A lot of that was because he did get the fucking concussion against Alberto. That's true. And I, and I do always wonder what that title reign would have been had he not gotten injured. Honestly, he was riding pretty high, so I, I will give he it... He was pretty fucking over, and then he gets a concussion. And then Vince immediately is like, well, you're fucking injury-prone, kid. Can't do anything with you. And he fucking buries him. You know, he just takes him back down to a mid-card guy, and it was ridiculous. I'll tell you this, though. The other thing, too, that piggybacking off yours, with the whole handshake high I'm Dolph Ziggler thing, is... You could almost do it as he, he's still a babyface, like you were saying, and he wrestles normal babyface matches. He wins, he loses. He's kind of just another guy on the card. Yes. But at some point, he tries to do the high on Dolph Ziggler to a babyface. And, and the babyface is, and it's in the locker room, and the babyface is distracted. Maybe he's talking to somebody else, or he's that, you know, they, they love doing the getting a cup of coffee thing, like they did with Jericho and Kane. Yes. And, and he just snaps. Because the guy won't shake his hand. Because yes. old school wrestling fucking logic is when you you're in a locker room, the first thing you do is you shake everybody's fucking hand. Yes! And now okay. this guy doesn't fucking respect him enough to shake his hand. Oh, you think I'm some greenhorn piece of shit. And you have Dolph Ziggler, who, as they're showing on Underground now, is a legitimate fucking athlete. Is a legitimate yeah. former fucking NCAA champion wrestler to damn self. He holds the record for wins at Kent State. You just have him fucking just destroy this guy in the locker room and leave him fucking laying. And now it's, as he's beating the shit out of people, he could just be repeating, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Yes. And he's just pounding people in the face. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You... I, just, I just think they don't play up enough on the little psychology things. You know what I mean? They want to just be so in your face with everything. Exactly. It's too on the nose a lot of the time. And uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, you... Basically took my entire pitch and just worded it better. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, my thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, mine is uh is gonna be Dan Sever. Ooh, okay. 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 Um, you you've got a guy like Dan Sever, who should have been Brock Lesnar twenty years before Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar. 100%. And I don't mean I, I don't mean original fucking trunks Brock Lesnar. I mean when Brock came back in 2016 in the fucking you know a the legitimate UFC ass kicker. And right. he was and he came back and it was legit. He's just be, he's just dropped the UFC heavyweight title and now he's a WWE to kill John Cena's face. Yes. You've got a guy like Dan Sever, and he should have been going out and, and they did it with him at first. When he came out with the NWA title and the UFC uh, championship and the super fight title, you've got this guy and he's going out and he should just be doing 30 second fucking squashes. Yes. And I'm talking run through the undercard. He wins a mid card belt and he's still killing everybody. And then you have a big baby face, a stone cold more than likely 
Oh yeah, probably at that time. Yeah, it was gonna be. Stone it would have had to. It would have had to be Stone Cold <laughs> or Rock, and Rock was mostly heel around this time. So you have a guy like a Stone Cold, and maybe even in a number one contenders match, you know, maybe Severn loses a triple threat, so he doesn't have the Intercontinental title anymore, and then he goes on to a number one contenders match, and he murders mankind. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, and he got murdered enough. But yeah, but yeah, but back that, then but the they would have. Mankind is you could murder Mankind on Sunday and on Monday he'll like, be just oh, fine. Well, fuck, I, I guess I'm I'm hurt. Uh, oh, well, fuck it, let's fight again. Exactly. So, like... but for somebody to go and, and but that was the thing too. Mankind, you know, everybody remembers he takes the two fucking falls off the cell. That match still went fucking another twelve minutes yes, after the did. second fall. I literally, I so, legitimately just watched it the other day. It's exactly honestly you know, terrifying so, to watch. So if somebody like a Dan Severn goes out and beats him in three minutes, and Mankind gets no offense in and has no fucking way to stop it, now you have the most credible monster Stone Cold ever faced. That I'm including Kane, Big mm-hmm. Show, Undertaker, 100%. whoever. One hundred percent. It's legitimate heat. Especially, exactly. especially can, with all the sympathy. And I'm not saying, you know, he's got to go on an undefeated streak because he can lose by DQ or reverse decisions. And maybe even some of those you get reversed after the match because he's got that fucking beast choke on him, you know, that fucking dragon sleeper of doom he used to do. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, the one where he legitimately injures D'Lo Brown's fucking rib cage because he's yanking on it so hard. Yes. And, and Sometimes I yeah. get injured when I'm yanking it too hard. Well, yeah, I mean, I get a Lakers cramp every yeah, so often, but I've, 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 I've tried to, you know, you got to stretch. That's what I've learned. Tough, you know? the, the, the older I've gotten, the more I've learned you have to stretch before strenuous activity. Exactly. I'm starting to get arthritis, and I don't even play bass that much anymore. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I just picture you uh, and those videos where it's like the porn stars and the cartoons. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so then when finally, you know, maybe, and finally when Stone Cold beats him, because inevitably Stone Cold's going to fucking beat him. Oh yeah, Stone Cold wins. Now Stone Cold has beaten an insane monster, and he doesn't have to fucking squash him. Maybe he does the, the Bret Hart, climb the ropes, roll over the head, pin shit that um, Becky did to Shayna Baszler this year. Yes. You know, at, at Mania. And... It doesn't kill Severn. You still have a legitimate monster. You have Stone Cold, who has not beaten the legitimate monster. You can use it to build up people, and I just I think that would have been a cool fucking thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm only gonna do one more. So makes sense. I'm, now I'm reading my other one. I'm like, we're coming yeah, up on an hour, so yeah. We're coming up on an hour, so yeah. That makes sense. One more yeah. sounds good. Um. I know I brought this up to Casey, and Casey said he was considering it, but I'm going to do this one anyway. Um, Sean O'Hare? Yeah. That was my what? next one, you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. We all had Sean O'Hare. Okay. Do um, it up. He's one of my favorites. But um, he came in during the invasion and immediately got put into like high-profile tag team matches with Chuck Palumbo, which was cool. The ghost but then after that whole tag Chuck thing Palumbo. went away... Chuck the Palumbo ghost died. of Chuck Palumbo, yeah. Because he died in, in 1999 because Scott Steiner beat him in the laundry room, yeah. Yeah, he hit him with um, a fucking weight. He's dead. Sorry, that's logic. Yeah. Never mind. Ghost Chuck Palumbo. Sorry, continue. Okay, 
So after he did that, he did really nothing for two years until they started, decided to pair him up with Roddy Piper and did that devil's advocate advocate thing, she which was a great that. idea. He she played that perfectly. But my idea for it was, what if they went the route of, like, Sandman and Raven? Hmm. Maybe? What if this whole entire thing, their partnership, started blooming into kind of like a friendship, and Roddy Piper was just like, okay, yeah, we're going to celebrate your victory and bring in my family along with the with us, and we're all going to celebrate in the ring. And that kind of plants the seed. Now fucking devil's advocate Sean O'Hare is bringing his family and taking him, them away from Roddy Piper. And now they're siding with him, and they're feuding with Roddy Piper alongside him. And at the very end of it all, you get a giant blow-off match after this whole thing has been building up for months. And you get Roddy Piper versus Sean O'Hare in like an angry blood feud of a match. Kind of like ends up being like Roddy Piper's last good profile match. And it's something that propels Sean O'Hare into like a mid-card or heavyweight style match. I feel like it'd be fucking amazing yeah. at the ma- end of the match. Just have like Sean O'Hare use one of them as a human shield, and they're like, "Oh, you wouldn't hit me. You wouldn't hit your daughter, would you?" And then he comes out from behind him and attacks Roddy Piper and gets the one, two, three, and just solidifies himself as a fucking star. That's fantastic. That would be sick. That is super. That is. I could see it all playing in my head. I'm like, this would be great. And you know how you know it's good? Because WWE didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how you know Somebody it. probably pitched exactly that, and Vince probably went, that sounds fucking stupid. He can't cut a promo in the ring. We can't use him. I think that was their whole thing. I know that he right. can't cut a promo in a ring. I mean, I think that was the whole thing, right? Like, he, all his pre-tapes were great, but then they put a mic in front of him, and he couldn't fucking do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it had nothing to do with WCW guys. He was just fucking <laughs> terrible on the mic. I don't. I'm not a huge man baby who holds grudges. Ooh, sorry. I like to take shots at Vince sometimes. Just one of my things. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Speaking of taking shots at Vince, uh, my next one uh, is going to be Owen Hart, actually. Because I think they did him a huge disservice in 1997 by not having him beat Shawn Michaels for the world title. I know exactly I how, how they would fucking do it. They were starting to do it, but then they just fucking didn't. And I'm going to start it the night after Survivor Series 1997. The night after Survivor Series 1997. D-Generation X comes out. They're talking on the mic. Fucking Sean's being like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I screwed Brett. Yeah. And then instead of Ken Shamrock coming out and calling Shawn Michaels a fairy. Awesome. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That heart music plays. But it's not Brett that comes out. It's Owen. And Owen marches down to the ring. And Sean sits there. They have a huge stare down. Sean is about to open his mouth. Owen doesn't cut a promo. Owen beats the ever-living hell out of Shawn Michaels. 
And he does it every week leading up to the next pay-per-view. And at the next pay-per-view, Sean retains. So, Owen gets more savage. Owen finds Sean before he even enters the arena. Beats the ever-living hell of Shawn Michaels for two months. So you go from Survivor Series through December to the Rumble. Sean, like, Sean goes to Vince. And Vince denies Owen the chance to face him at the Rumble. But he does give Owen the number one spot in the Rumble. Owen goes all the way through. Wins at the Rumble. Faces Sean at Mania. Beats him. Owen Hart wins the title at Mania in 1998. And that's how it should happen. But but then, let's so let's, let's talk about that, though. Mm-hmm. If that happens... All right, have fun. If that happens, no Blue Blazer. Well, if that happens, no Blue Blazer, yes. But if that happens, no Stone Cold winning the belt at WrestleMania 14. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Oh. That is a sacrifice I am willing I'll to make. You, I'll tell you, okay, hold on. Let me, I know I keep doing this piggybacking off what you're saying shit, but it, this is how, this is how my brain fucking goes, right? I think you do what you're saying, sort of. Mm-hmm. I think Owen gets him in December. Ooh. At the Degeneration X pay-per-view. Yes. He gets the belt off of him. And I'll tell you how he does it. He puts him in the fucking sharpshooter. Yes. And he just fucking won't let go. Yes. And I mean, he legitimately full-on fucking sits down, and he's yanking that son of a bitch. Obviously, it's a work. I mean, obviously, he's yeah, not duh. shooting, fucking trying to kill him with the sharpshooter. Exactly. Although, but it would get people talking. Been in the sharpshooter knows it's legitimately painful. Yes. But, like, But you make it look like Owen Hart has now taken the fucking script into his own hands. Yes. And, it you know, all right, all right, fuckers, you fucked my brother out of the title. I'm, I'm going to fuck, fuck Sean. your boy out of the title. Yes. <laughs> and then Sean can get it back at the Rumble in and a very then... heelish kind of way. And you can, and then you can build exactly the match they did at 14. You can build Owen versus Triple H at 14 because maybe Triple H is the one that screws Owen. But now it's, it's got really a whole other deep personal fucking deal with it. Yeah. And you still get the Stone Cold moment. But you also have now built Owen Hart to a main event guy, not a mid-card player that just didn't want to leave for WCW. I love that. I love that, actually. That's really good, because then you still get Stone Cold. You still get... But Owen Hart's a badass now. Like, he was always a yes. badass. But he... Yeah, and it's and it's very... It's like when he came out at, at the Degeneration X pay-per-view and beat up Sean after the fucking Shamrock match, and they never did anything with it. Exactly. You That's know, what I'm he, saying. He could do that the first fucking night, like you said. Or yeah. maybe even Shamrock comes out and does the fucking fairy promo. <laughs> and then and then as Sean's backing up the fucking aisle, you know, running away from Shamrock, here's Owen to just fucking spear him in the middle of the aisle and just start pounding his yes. fucking face. Because that's that's always the one thing that I, I hate. And especially in WWE, they're the worst about it. Is when somebody's coming to beat the shit out of somebody they're not going to do it until their music's playing. It's like Vampiro. Like, I'm, I'm not running to the ring until my fucking uh, music's on. No. <laughs> you know? Like, no. I like, if, I, if I'm going to beat the shit out of somebody, if my whole thing is i got to fight somebody, 
I'm not waiting for my fucking cue. I'm waiting yeah. for the right moment to fucking deck them. You know what I mean? Cut my damn the one person, The one person who could get away with that, and that's just because it makes it so much more badass, was Kane. That's true. Also, Kane could just, like... You're just kicking somebody's ass and all the fucking, fucking CD player. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, a lot of the, the cool thing about those early cave beatdowns wasn't even the beatdown. They were nothing spectacular. They were just choke slams and tombstones. But the fucking aesthetic of the red lights and the fire, and you know when he did the fucking oh, lightning sure. on the camera guy, and like it was just the aesthetic of watching this monster with powers comparable to Wonder Boy. I mean Undertaker, <laughs> like. Destroying everything, you know. It's like, oh fuck! There's another oh, Undertaker, and he, and he might be scarier, you know. Oh no, that's perfect. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you my other one uh, if we got time. Uh, uh yeah, that, yeah. That I, I think not so much in the beginning, but uh, a wasted opportunity. <sighs> and I'm gonna get shit for this, but I don't care. Do it. Is Enzo and Cass? Okay. Not not so much the babyface shit in the beginning, but at a certain point when they were taking loss after loss, but everybody's still doing their catchphrase. Mm-hmm. You have them do the same fucking gimmick. I actually did this on a show I booked in McNinville, uh, Tennessee, which was basically we had a babyface who did the same shit, who did a whole bunch of flippy floppy shit, and the way we turned him heel was he just stopped doing it. Perfect. He would go out and he'd say he'd get on the middle rope and say, "Who wants to see a moonsault?" And he'd flip everybody in the fucking crowd off and get down to a headlock. All you got to do to turn Enzo and Cass heel is have Enzo start the promo and then not fucking do it and put the mic down and then perfect. They they just start beating people in fucking tag matches. It's the weirdest thing. If you make people win matches, people care more about them. Yeah, it's weird. It's something the WWE doesn't seem to get. Yeah, you have a seven-foot fucking freak of nature, like Big Cass, who threw one of the best big boots since fucking Test, and you're like, oh, why are we not having this guy just kick people's face off every week? And then when they finally did it, you know, he fucking breaks his leg like an asshole. But Of course. But yeah, I just I don't understand why they never thought... They turned Enzo heel way too late. Even though I do think his heel run with the Cruiserweight title is vastly underrated because of, you know, yes. the way... The... I loved Enzo as, as a heel champion. Just a smarmy fucking asshole who's like, you know what? I don't have to be the best wrestler. I just have to be better than you for exactly. three seconds. You know what I mean? I just exactly. have to outsmart you long enough after you do all your cool flippy shit that everybody wants to see. Because I know, and it was almost like he would—he never would say it. He was always like, I know I'm not good, but I know I'm smarter than you. And that's exactly. all it really takes. Yeah. Exactly. I like gimmicks like that. And that's why I, I mean, I'm going to agree. Like the back half of his uh, Cruiserweight Championship run, great. The front half where he was still kind of a face, no, yeah. not so much. <laughs> just one of those things you know uh, with that want to want me to kick off the last musical break and do our plugs and we can yeah. end this thing the right way yeah it's good okay it's been so a great, great show. what i always I'll, I'll do plugs first because I, I have a way of doing this musical part exactly um, 
Nick, go ahead and plug anything that you want to plug on our thing. I don't give a shit if there's name redacted or what. This is my fucking show. Promotions you were for. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at the Ace Nick White. Uh, watch me in XWE at Devil's Night. Watch me in the real world at Revive Pro Wrestling Centerville, Tennessee, October the 30th. It just came back. Listening. I just came back to wrestling for the first time in two yeah. years. Repping just plain filthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, to man, see it. it. It was uh, the time of my life. And uh, yeah, man, anybody in Tennessee watching this, please come to Centerville, Tennessee, October 30th for Bump of the Night 2. And watch me punch Adam McCormick in the face just for shits and gigs. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as as far as our plugs go, you can check us out on Instagram at Filthy Merch. You can check us out on Twitter at JPF Podcast. On Facebook at Just Plain Filthy. And we're going to try to keep updated and active with our website, uh, JustPlainFilthy.com. Going to be trying to do that. Yep. Um, uh, hit up my uh, personal socials, uh, Casey Filth on Twitter and Casey Filth on Instagram. Uh, that's all I got for you right now. And listen to the new single on Spotify. Let's get that last musical guest. Uh, Okay, so for the last couple episodes, I've been hyping up really heavy bands. And a couple episodes back, I said, I found the heaviest song I have ever heard in my life. And it was fucking brutal. But I, I feel bad now because it's we have the next one now, and it's not a new band. It's the same goddamn band. They outdid themselves. So here, as the last song of the night, get your assholes ready to get musically fucked because this this song is called Defect, and it's by Strangled. Thank you for listening.
You don't have to go through your life believing that. Okay?